Hey there, everybody. Jose Altuve hit for the cycle today. Maybe what Pena said got under his skin, but he still doesn't have a five-hit game. Jordan Alvarez goes yard for the first time since August 6th, and the Astros plummeled the Red Sox, even despite Javier's shaky start. Let's talk about it on tonight's Locked on Astros. Alvarez, it's a high-drive center field. Veerling's back. This game has turned upside down. There's the runner. Fly ball down the right field line. Tucker comes on. Kyle Tucker. This time they finish the job. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. And we are Locked On Houston Astros. We are your daily Astros podcast. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. You can find me at H-Town Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. You can find me at Stros411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Always Stros. You can find the show at Locked on Astros on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, wherever you get your podcasts. It's free and easy to listen to. Just download it today. Become an everydayer. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Swing for the fences on Sleeper Picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use the promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Wow. What a fantastic game. You have got to be energized tonight. You have got to be excited. This team has now won three in a row. They have done some amazing things. We're going to talk about Altuve's cycle. We're going to talk about Jordan's home run. We're going to talk about Javier's struggles. And in the third segment, I have a good friend of mine. He goes by the Astros locker on Twitter. He broke down what Brantley coming back means. We're going to talk a little bit about what Dusty Baker said about Brantley coming back. It's very, very, look, I just, I don't know, man. Um, We'll get to it. Um, I'll save, I'll save my critique of Mr. Baker to the third segment, but let's, let's get to the man of the hour. I mean, who's Altuve? <laughs> Despite the smack talk from Jeremy Pena saying that he has a five hit game before Jose Altuve, Jose Altuve has still yet to have a five-hit game. Tonight, he was four for six. Four for six. Dang it, Altuve. What do you mean? You can't get that fifth hit. Joking, all joking aside. But this this was a special, this was a special cycle. Um, it was the ninth cycle in Astros history. It was the first one since Brandon Barnes did it, July 19th, 2013, against Seattle. So get this, Brandon Barn lives in Meridian, Idaho. Okay, you know, because that's where all baseball players go, right? He played in the lower minor leagues with Altuve. When reached via phone tonight, and this was from Brian McTaggart's Twitter account about Altuve's cycle, he said, it's pretty special. I couldn't be more happy for him and his family and the whole situation because he deserves it. Wow. I mean, and that home run was a... That reminded me of Mark McGuire in the home run contest in Boston. I don't know if y'all remember that, okay? That all-star home run derby at Fenway Park was 
one of the most electric home run derbies I've ever seen. And Mark McGuire lit up the baseball. And when I say that home run Jose Altuve hit reminded me of Mark McGuire home runs and home run derby, I'm not just saying that. I, I, I genuinely mean that because Jose Altuve, good Lord. Like, what else can you say about this guy? He goes out there and he grinds every freaking day. He's hitting 322 on the season. His OPS is at 944. I mean, he has 34 RBI and only 242 at-bats. He's got 10 home runs. He is just absolutely, I mean, he is, what he's doing to the baseball is criminal. In his last 30 games, he's hitting 380. In his last 15 games, he's hitting 328. In his last seven games, he's hitting 321 with a slugging percentage of 574, 475, and now 607. I, I mean, look, folks, it was all doom and gloom there for that three-game sweep. It was really hard to wrap our minds around, well, do the Astros really have a team that has enough to go all the way? Well. Look, I think they do. I I just, I still believe they do. Um, (laughs) If you're on Twitter, you saw, um, I I expressed some frustration about the team a couple days ago, and wow. Um, You would think that I was the only person in the Astros universe that could not say anything negative about the team. I got absolutely waylaid. You're always positive, always Stroh's. And I just put out, and I don't remember what I said, but I put out something realistic and just critique the team, saying, like, this team, if they continue to blow games, if they continue to lose games late in innings, if they continue to not produce runs, if, they're, if their starters keep faltering, not going far, then this team is going to be hard-pressed to even win the West. And you know you've been with me all season long. You've been with me. Hopefully you've been with me all four seasons I've been with Locked On. And you know that I said this year that we were going to have a tough year. I even said when everybody else was saying we couldn't, that we were going to repeat. And I still think this team is the best team out there, and you have to beat them to get to the World Series, despite the, the heat that that you know the Mariners are bringing, despite the heat that the Orioles have. The Orioles lost their closer, guys. That's huge. The Mariners... I mean, the Rangers, although they won today, they're not the full steam ahead guys that they've all, that they've been all season. But this is what the Astros did in a three-game span. They set a franchise record for they set franchise records for most hits in consecutive games in a three-game span. That's huge. That is massive. So Altuve's home run in the eighth gave him his first major league career cycle um it was it was amazing i see y'all talking about brantley we will talk about brantley in the last segment i promise you we'll get to him um and i'm gonna try i'll i'll try to get your comments up here but i can't promise i'll get all of them up but jordan alvarez let's talk about him jordan alvarez was four for four today and hold on He also had two walks. The guy got on base six times. His OPS is 952. You have Jose Altuve with an OPS of 944. Jordan Alvarez, 952. Kyle Tucker, 895. Chaz McCormick, 882. 
Yiner Diaz, 836. Alex Bregman, 803. I mean, look, Pena, 706. Pena, two for five tonight. Alvarez, four for four. Tucker, two for five. Abreu, two for four with the home run early on. Everybody got a hit. Jokes just came in late, didn't get any at-bats. Dubon came in late, didn't get any at-bats. But everybody that was in the lineup got a hit. And I was looking to check my stats. Yeah, everybody got a hit tonight. 18 hits, 13 runs, only seven strikeouts. That is huge. Only seven strikeouts. Jordan Alvarez, before we get to our first sponsor, Jordan Alvarez hits his first home run since August 6th. 70 at-bats. 70. The longest drought of Jordan Alvarez's career. If we get Jordan Alvarez launching baseballs into the stratosphere, if we have Jose Altuve hitting for a cycle, if we have Jeremy Pena patient at the plate and squaring up fastballs and not popping them up, if we have Alex Bregman hitting ground rule doubles and home runs and extra base hits on the regular, if we have Yiner Diaz getting up there, if Jose Abreu is finding his stroke, I haven't even gotten to the man that everybody wants to talk about and Michael Brantley if he comes back. But this team is hot right now. This team can get hot, and it is not even September 1st. So, League, you've been put on warning. We haven't hit September yet, and this team is still doing their thing. Look, Bregman struck out three times. We also got hit by the pitch twice. So he got on base, and he scored a run. I, I mean, wow. But Jordan Alvarez, the longest home run drought is over. A no-doubter to right field. Absolutely pulled the ball. Crushed it. Looks phenomenal. Look, I want to talk to y'all about this. Um, our sponsor is Sleeper. And this episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Let me let me tell you about Sleeper. It is a great fantasy app. And if you've never tried it, I would highly encourage you to go check it out today. Sleeper is one of those... Is one of those apps where you give them $100 and they match it in your account. So they match it 100% of that $100. It's become the fastest organically growing fantasy platform in the world. So swing for the fences today with Sleeper Picks. You could win up to 100 times your money. Use the promo code Locked On, and Sleeper will match you up to $100 deposit like I mentioned. First-time depositors do receive that 100% deposit without a hitch in the game. Can you, you can win up to 100 time payouts. Um, you can place in game contests, more stack categories, home runs, triples, stolen bases in Major League Baseball. Dynamic payouts are live. And they, I mean, they get you the money fast, safe and fast withdrawals. Entries can be made in 30 seconds or less. It's that easy. It's currently operational in 30 states. So make sure that you go to sleeper.com and use the promo code locked on to check out Sleeper today and make sure that you catch the Astros on the Sirius XM play the Red Sox Tuesday, 6, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. Um, I want to thank you all for joining us. I want to thank you all for making us your first listen every single day. But let's let, let's talk about Christian Javier. Now, someone had DM'd me on Twitter and asked me if I had heard something, and I'm going to share it with you, but I told them I, I had not heard this. So this is unbeknownst to me. This is just someone saying, I've heard this. Can you confirm it? And I told them I cannot confirm this. This is about Christian Javier. 
Someone said, I heard about Miller, the pitching coach, changing Javier's grip and arm slot. And they asked me, do you know if this is the case because his movement on his fastball has dropped in a very defined way over two games? I don't know what's going on, but Javier is not doing what he is known to do. His invisible is invisible. His invisible is not, it's like a beach ball. Um, let's look at his line. This, this line is not, is not a Javier that I want in the playoffs. Four innings pitch, six hits, four earned runs, six walks, four Ks and a home run. Look, Javier was very shaky. Um, his fastball wasn't working. Um, he didn't look confident once he walked in the ballpark. Um, his control was, was, his control was up high constantly. He he was always up in the zone. Um, he was lifting the fastball above the strike zone or towards the middle of the zone. He was just making it too easy for the Red Sox to hit. Luckily, we have a bullpen that comes in. Graveman actually earned the win today. He got one inning, one K and one walk. Jose Arquiti did give up an earned run. It was a kind of a garbage run at the end. Four innings pitch for Arquiti. He got a save. He gave it four hits. One run and one strikeout. Look, I like Jose Arquiti in that spot. I like Jose Arquiti in the bullpen. If that guy can come in and settle down and, th- and throw strikes and miss bats and cause guys to ground out, I don't care if he gets five or six strikeouts. Um, yeah, pitching wins don't mean anything. You're correct. I was just, um, Mr. Corona, I was just stating what I'm reading in in the box score. So um, Graveman was credited with the win. You're right. Wins, losses don't really mean anything. That doesn't tell the story. It's more about your FIP. It's more about your, I mean, your, your ERA plus there's so many other metrics and pitching that tell the tale. But what I want to see from Javier is I need the velocity back up. I need that invisible moving. I mean, I wrote about that a few years ago and it's just not there. He has not, he's not looked good. He, he doesn't look confident when he's out on the mound. Um, he he just he doesn't look comfortable in his own skin. And I I really don't want to keep going back to the contract, but ever since he signed this contract, he's not been himself. Okay. And see, in Mr. Corona, you bring up a good point. You know, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and post this comment. He says, um, pitching wins don't mean anything look he's i mean he's nine and two you would look at his numbers he's nine and two 119 strikeouts with a 4.66 era 1.31 whip but in his last seven games he's two and one with the 540 era he's given up 21 earned runs he's walked 24 batters he does have 30 strikeouts but he's walked 24 batters his last 15 games he struck out 55 batters he's walked 38 and he's given up 48 runs um, someone's saying he should be an opener. Um, someone goes, he may need meds. Now I'm not a doctor. I'm not trying to diagnose anybody here. I'm not trying to be a, be one of these, um, one of these commercials where they're like, do you feel bad? Um, do you feel this, that? Oh, well then you know what? If you feel these things, you need this medicine. Okay. We're going to talk about Brantley here in a second, Matthew, just dude, chill, bro. We're only 15 minutes in. Okay. Um, I do have a lot of things to say about Brantley. And when we talk about Brantley, I also want to talk about um, <laughs> Dusty Baker's comments on Brantley. So I, I just, I just think they're, I, I just, I don't know. I, I'm really, I'm really kind of frustrated. 
Um, so to recap, Jose Altuve hit for the cycle. He was the 1,640th game of his major league career, and he hit for the cycle for the first time. It's a long time to go without getting a cycle. <laughs> I'm excited, Brett. I know. I know you're hyped. I get it. Uh, we do need Brantley. Um, I don't know. Tonight, if they keep scoring like that. But see, here's the thing. There are implications to Brantley starting. There are implications to when Brantley comes in, um, it's basically you, you're going to wonder um, whose playing time is going to be taking a hit. Um, and just make sure that y'all do know that I mentioned that Jose Abreu did homer. He did hit a home run, so I'm giving him credit. Um, Cash Prod says, um, I'm kind of mad Boston didn't use position player. No, look, so the position player thing, like the game the night before, it's fun as a fan when it's your team, but those are so those are those those at bats are non competitive. That that would be like bringing in a high school kid, literally to throw to pros. It just you know what's going to happen, and, and you could tell whenever I believe Pena was on first, um, and whoever was behind him in the lineup hit the ball. He stopped at second. He could have gone to third. Um, they weren't trying to run up the score. <laughs> they they had already. I mean, they were beating a dead horse literally. So, yeah, I just – I hate when position players go in because it's it's just not baseball. Um, but let's, let, let's get to Michael Brantley because there's some interesting quotes from Dusty Baker, and um, I will try to share those the best I can um, here in a second. But these are the implications of Michael Brantley coming in when he returns tomorrow or the next day or the next day according to Dusty Baker, okay? He is in Boston. He has worked out, and he obviously is not going to play every day when he comes in. Um, someone says D Dusty is so lost. <laughs> Dana is right. Seven, eight hole, work him in for now. Um, hey, where can we get the shirt you're wearing? Well, the shirt that I'm wearing, Locked On sent me as a gift. I don't know what the gift is for or what the accomplishment is that I got, but I got it. So, and I don't think they sell these. We can't even. We don't even sell our Locked On Astros polos. I wish we could, but we don't. We don't have that permission. But yeah, this is this is from David Locke, our CEO. Um, it is a nice shirt. So Brantley, he's not going to play every day. Um, he does appear ready to hit, and, and this is from my friend Daniel. Um, he he runs the Astros Locker Twitter page and does a phenomenal job. And he, he just had this great write up, and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to have to use this. And he said, man, you are welcome to. I appreciate it. So he obviously is going to have to see a player removed from the 40-man roster, Paredes or Kuno more than likely. You're going to have to have one player from the MLB roster option to AAA. It's probably going to be Singleton. Um, well, no, it can't be Singleton because once you do that, you expose them to waivers. It'll, it, it could be Jolks. Then the roster expands on Friday. Um, you could go with some other depth options. If you don't bring Jolks back, you can bring back Hensley or Salazar. But Brantley's return, this is what we're talking about, his return will cut into playing time of Yiner Diaz. T Tucker, McCormick, and Brantley and Jordan will all take a majority of the reps in the outfield and DH. That means Yiner's starts will likely come at, at catcher and first base or on days when Brantley rests because Brantley's not going to play every day. So the team will have to find at-bats for Myers and Dubon and likely play them in center field when JV starts. Michael Brantley is unlikely to see playing time at first base. 
Diaz and Singleton will get playing time when Abreu rests. As a reminder, Abreu is dealing with the back issue the team is monitoring, so I'm thinking they're going to get Diaz in there at first base more and more. So this basically what's going to happen is Michael Brantley's coming in and he's cutting into time. What I don't want this to turn into and what my friend Daniel didn't want this to turn into when when he posted this, is this like it isn't really a Diaz versus Maldonado debate because we know Maldonado is the guy that's going to get a majority of the starts. But this is what he proposed we do, and I agree with it. He said Diaz can stand the lineup and catch France and Brown 100% of the time. And let me know what y'all think about this. Brantley rests on days when Framber starts while Jordan plays left field and Yiner DHs. Abreu rests on days when Javier starts. Diaz plays first. Those all seem obvious. Getting him some reps with Urquidy also seems easy enough. Maybe he splits the time with Maldonado on those games. Either way, he said he thinks it's reasonable to expect him to play four to five times a week the rest of the schedule. So we think that there are ways, creative ways to get Diaz in there. The question is, is Dusty going to get him in there? And when Brantley comes back, what is Matthew saying? So basically the Astros' best lineups will be when France and Brown are pitching. If the most optimal offensive players are in that lineup when that happens, unfortunately, yes. But look, before we go any further, I've got to tell you, you guys need to go check out Hooters. It is the best place to get wings in all of Houston. Whether you're in Humble, whether you are in Katy, whether you're in Gallison, Pearland, Pasadena, Baytown, NASA, no matter where you are, you need to check it out. Starting September 7th, every Thursday, after Thursday night football, they're doing karaoke in NASA. Happy hour till close. I'm telling you right now, September 9th, we will be doing a live show at the Hooters in Baytown. We'll be doing a live show. We'll be giving you more details as time gets closer. So come hang out with us. You can get $3 Blue Moon drafts and $9.99 McLove Ultra pitchers no matter the occasion. Hooters is ready to make you happy. Hey, if you haven't drafted your fantasy football team and you don't know where to go, go to Hooters. Call them. Call the closest Hooters. Talk to the manager. Say, we want a fantasy football party. Hook us up. You get to hang out with the world-famous Hooters girls. You get to have great brew. You have to have great wings. And look, if you're listening on Tuesday, it's $9.99 burgers and fries. And I'm telling you, they have amazing burgers and fries. So go check them out, and you won't go wrong with Hooters because they have happy hour. Every day, or Monday through Friday, 2 to 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. to close. So make sure you check it out. When you go to Hooters, tell them that the guys at Locked On Astros sent you, and you will get a free basket of fried pickles. That's correct. And don't forget that the Astros play the Red Sox Tuesday at 6, 10 p.m. Central Standard Time. Catch every pitch of the Astros hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search Astros. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, let's let's continue this talk about Brantley, um, about how we're going to get him in there. Because look, it's it's tough, it's tough. And, and I'm gonna I'm gonna get back to your comments. And here's what I'm gonna do. I'm I'm going to put some of Dusty's comments up here. I'm gonna talk to him, and we're gonna have our thoughts by Dusty segment here in one second. Once I get back to these, these, these quotes are, are just. I don't know, man. They they're just kind of they're just kind of mind-boggling to me what he's what he's saying here. So let's get to this segment. 
Thoughts by Dusty. Well, when asked if Michael Brantley was going to play, if he was ready, Dusty Baker says, well, we're going to have to see. I always give a guy an extra day after they tell me they're ready. So maybe in the next couple days. And then uh, my friend Daniel added, maybe I'll wait until they announce the rosters for the ALCS. Now, Dusty didn't say that. But he literally said, well, he may be ready, but when a guy says he's ready, I'm going to give him an extra day. But then I'll give him a couple extra days. Who knows? I may give him three days. We'll just have to see. And so Brian McTaggart kind of reiterated, he's like, so if Michael Brantley is ready, what is holding him back? Why is he being held back from starting? Well, it's because I don't let guys come back when they say they're ready. What do you guys think? Someone was saying to me on Twitter, well, Dusty's all about himself. Orlando Cano says, no, Dusty's got a master plan. Um, Right here, Sassy Cassie saying Dana needs to take some authority. He sees Dusty is off his rocker. Look, here's the deal. He said Dusty um, has control of the lineup. Um, uh, Let's see. Uh, Myers trying to avoid the – okay, I – Sorry, that was that was something I was I thought it was about Dusty Baker. Um, why is everyone mad at Dusty after a thirteen to five loss? No, it's not that we're mad at Dusty. Um, Todd, thank you for um, chiming in. I appreciate it. And if you've been here before, maybe I'm maybe I'm seeing your name and just picking it up for the first time. But if this is your first time, thank you. If it's not, I apologize. Look, here's the deal. I'm not I'm not looking to insult Dusty. I'm not I'm not looking to necessarily harp on him or come down on him. And, you know, a lot of people say Dusty is a scapegoat. Look, I'm not I'm not trying to I'm not trying to villainize Dusty here. But Michael Brantley just was crushing the ball in AAA. He worked out. And because he said. He's ready, he's like, well, he didn't just say I'm going to give him a day. He said, I may give him a day. I may give him another day after that. It, it, It may be a few days. And it's like, why? And that's why Brian McTaggart said, well, if he's ready to play, what is holding it back? Yeah, thank y'all. Hey, make sure y'all hit the like button, please. 218 right now, 219 in the chat. We appreciate y'all. Do hit the um, do hit the like button, please. Please share it with your friends. But this is, I don't know, is, is Dusty a control freak? Is there something to this beyond just, is it, this may just be Dusty's thing where he's been around the game so long. And like Robert Flores said, he's forgotten more baseball than a lot of us will ever know. Um, It's just really hard for us as fans to sit back and hear Dusty. We, because we feel like he's holding Brantley back and he may not be, I may be totally wrong, but it just seems weird. The dude was crushing the ball in triple A. He's ready. He's here. So why are we holding him off? I mean, is his shoulder like is his shoulder in good enough shape to be AAA, but he can't play Major League Baseball? Does like is he using a heavier bat in, in Major League Baseball? Is ball like it doesn't make sense? The messaging doesn't make sense with this team sometimes, and that's that's a problem I have. Um, so look, Michael Brantley coming back in this lineup if he's healthy would be huge, and y'all heard me. I'll say it. 
I'll, I'll be the first to eat crow. I did not believe that Brantley was going to come back this year. I genuinely thought he was going to retire. Genuinely thought he was going to retire. Well, you know, at the end of the day, look, if he comes back and if he is 80% Brantley, he is, he deepens this lineup. Now you've got threats. Look, any three or four guys can go off in this lineup on any day and you've got a winning ball club. So in this lineup, let's say Brantley comes back. Let's say he comes back Wednesday because it doesn't sound like he's coming back Tuesday. I'm, I'm just I'm just being honest with y'all. You you put Brantley in at DH. You don't put him in left field. Okay. You give Abreu a day off. He was two for four, hit a home run, rest him. So I'm putting Altuve first, Bregman second, Alvarez third. Actually, I'm putting Tucker third, Alvarez fourth. I'm going to put Diaz fifth at DH. I'm, I mean, at first base. I'm putting, I'm putting McCormick in there at center field. I'm putting, yeah, left field Alvarez. You're good at calling lineups sometimes. Do they come true? <laughs> well, that was a very unsmooth lineup that I just called out. Okay. So Altuve, Bregman, Tucker, Alvarez. Okay. And then let's go with Diaz at first. Let's go with McCormick in center. Let's go with DH is going to be Dubon. Let's go with Dubon with DH, Payne at short, and Maldonado at catcher. There you go. Myers bat boy. <laughs> I took Myers out. Calm down. I took Myers out. <laughs> oh, look. 30 minutes in, guys. Um, when Brantley comes back, it's, it's going to cut into playing time for Diaz. So maybe we want Brantley to be delayed. Um, look, the Rangers won. Um, last I checked on the game, Seattle's beating Oakland six to nothing. Pointless. Seattle's playing. They, they just got through playing the Royals. Now they're playing Oakland. It, it's pointless to hope for others' teams to lose right now. You just have to control what you do. You have to not focus on anybody else but what you do. But, yes, Pena is finding his way. Great mention there, Cass. Great mention. Um, Dusty is like the guys with the dollar at the end of the fishing reel, uh, with the old guy cooks like teasing Brantley. And gosh, you know, look, until we see Brantley out on the field, I guess I'm going to be a skeptic, but I'm a, I'm an optimistic skeptic. Let's just say that. So guys, this has been a great show. Thank y'all for hanging out with me. Um, I am H town wheelhouse, and this is another edition of lock on Astros. Why is it great? Because you, the listener showed up and you're listening, whether you're on audio, whether you're on video, and we absolutely love every single one of you. You make us the best show on the planet, the best Astros podcast on the planet, and it's because of you guys. So thank you so much for hanging out. Thanks for keeping me straight on the narrow path to the Brantley saga. Jose Altuve, congratulations on the cycle. And Astros, congratulations on your third straight win. Let's go grab another dub. I'm H-Town Wheelhouse. This is Locked on Astros. You've been listening. Subscribe today. And as always, go Strokes. Hold strong, Brantley. Hold strong. Dusty will play you soon.